2: This is Radio Wave Medianomics with your host, a friend of Medjugorje.
3: We have a new branch of government. In the United States, of course, we have three branches of government, which is the executive branch, like the president. Then you have the legislative branch, like Congress, the Senate. Then you have judicial, which is the U.S. Supreme Court and the court systems. So we now have without the consent of the people, a fourth branch of government. How, what, how is that? What is that? We have the bureaucracy. Those people who are not elected, who in Congress pass the law, or a congressman does, they've set up the agencies with even military power. Why does the Department of Agriculture have a SWAT team? Department of Education, even in the medical fields, what's the purpose of that? Why is there have regulatory people running around telling you they enter your house, get search warrants, for things that has nothing to do with being criminal? The use of force has been brutal by this new fourth branch of government, and it's just slipped in without everybody realizing it. They're not accountable to the electoral process. The delegated authority by an elected official who then does have no control over them. The EPA. All these agencies are bureaucrats whose the only real job they have is to push paper. That's what they're supposed to do. They're not held accountable by anybody. And then go on your property with a search warrant or without it. This is very dangerous. And yet it happened. March 16th, 2012, was like any other Friday. Except Friday is the end of a news cycle. What happens on that afternoon doesn't make it into the news. And something big happened then. It was written about that and they fired the first shot. It was the taking of authority. And giving it back to yourself, in Revelations it speaks of this. Revelations thirteen two says the dragon gave him his power, his throne, and great authority. In Revelations twenty one seven it says, "He who conquers shall have the heritage, and I will be his God, and he shall be my son." But as for the cowardly, the faithless, the polluted, it goes on and says, murders, fornicators, etc. This is the people of the goats instead of the sheep. The sheep are to be the ones separated who will be conquering. And we're not being conquerors right now. We're not standing up to what it is that's facing us, what's facing us. Well, on March 16th date, 2012, that Friday afternoon, Obama signed an executive order that had nothing to do with something constitutional or legal. And in fact, no president had ever done that. And he gave over to himself. The dragon gave him his power, his throne, and great authority that you see manifesting today. What happened was, as they find the first shot, reads, by taking the authority and giving it to himself, by signing it to himself by an amended executive order, an order that obviously was not thought up on a whim, but strategized by a long-term, strategized with a lot of planning to take power under the banner of national defense. In essence, Obama gave executive order to pass on his presidential authority to the head of the EPA, the Department of Agriculture, the Department of Transportation, all these things. They have presidential authority. How does that benefit him? Because as president... If he gives not presidential authority, he has the power to extend it down to the little administrator, the fourth branch of government, the person walking on your property. They don't like you, what you're doing because you want to build a lake. You can't even build a lake on your property today. You have to go through incredible studies and environmental things, just as private ownership. You want one-acre lake? Go see what you have to do. Research it if you wanted to build a two-acre lake on your property. Oh, you can do it because you have to pay off. In other words, it's bribes. It's legal. This is the way it's set up now. You have to have this engineer for this. You have to have somebody for the snail daughter. You have to have somebody for this stuff. And eventually you can get there. So why is it that they tell you, you can't build a lake, and yet if you pay the money, you can build it? So if it's damaging for the environment, dangerous for, and damaging for holding back water table, how is it that you can go through these bureaucrats, pay the money, and get it done. That's a contradiction itself. That's what I was saying. Jesus is the light of salvation and common sense. Jesus is a light of common sense, in other words. So if you just think about that, wait a minute, you can't build light, you're going to jail if you try to do that, but if you pay off everybody and the engineers and all of them get their money or 50, 60, 70, 100, $200,000, then you can build it. But if it's damaging in the first place, why is it not damaging when you build or you pay for it rather? So Obama took this power upon himself. All the agencies, every one of them, have been given power, a presidential power, that they can regulate and stop you on anything they want to. And so when it comes up, when the mindset of the government is for abominable marriages, and they know you're not, and they can't stop you because your state legislator did this and helped you to be defended, they'll come on with you for another point where they can crush you. Hitler did everything lawfully. Do you grasp that? Hitler never broke the law. He came to power by getting the laws enacted and then acted on it. Obama signed on March 16, 2012 an executive order that gave him the power to pass on presidential power to the heads of agencies down to the guy who walks the street because it threads through the presidential that they have presidential power all the way down. It's the biggest power grab the U.S. presidency has ever had, and all the presidents put together preceding Obama never had this combined power that they've exercised that he has. And you see this. We were just talking before the show started about, uh, what was it, the Department of... um,
2: the Surgeon General Surgeon and the General.
3: About climate change, how it's going to affect people's health, and we've got to do something now. All this is a ruse. There's nothing, I think, are real with this, except the grab of power. And people who don't know any better, who are ignorant, who don't keep up with things going as far as using wisdom, praying to God for divine wisdom to be fused into your intellect, where you see things in the right way where you don't need theologians, you don't need the Congress, you don't need the government, you don't need all these things. You know what's right. You can connect with God to the divine mind of what is right and what is wrong. You know, it's so wrong that on Monday, following March 16th, a stale, old story, three weeks old, that's old, that's years old in immediate in, in terms, resurrected out of nowhere in an atomic bomb explosion called Van Martin, who was eventually the one who, they say, perpetrated this, was um, acquitted, went to trial. And all this months and months and months keeping the news, we saw it, I wrote it, was a cover-up for this executive order. And they didn't act on it right immediately. They let it stay off. So now it's coming into action. And we have this. It's extremely dangerous. You have this collegiate idea that, that everything has to be this way. Border directors, all these things have to be that you can't let somebody guide it. And it's affecting the European Union. We can let you into the European Union if you accept abomination If you don't, we won't. They play it down to get you in there, and then you have to comply with it. It's mob rule. A mob made up of a thousand people, most of those people may be good people. We've experienced this in Medjugorje. Literally a diabolical mob. I don't want to go into the story now, but maybe one day I'll tell it. These people had rosaries in their hand, and Satan took over the whole mob. It was incredible. Savagely. You say, oh, I want to hear the story. I'm, we don't have time to go that, that way. But the European Union is this way. Get over the countries, bind them together, and then somebody bureaucratic, a fourth branch of government, like in the United States, takes over that second branch of government over the European Union. And this is happening everywhere. There's good bishops out there. A lot of good bishops. But when they come into a collegiate position, Ma starts mundaning the good, or watering it down. Nobody can lead. We know of a story where one bishop had a big foundation. He got willed and taken over. And the other bishops started wanted to not just apply dogma. They wanted to apply something outside of the scope of their jurisdiction as a mob to tell this bishop he had to turn the money over to others. It's dangerous. And now we have something very, very dangerous, just the same way Obama turned the power over himself that we have happening in the church it is not good. And it's not good at all.
4: This came out a couple of days ago from Vatican Insider. It's entitled, Mueller suggests new task for a congregation for doctrine of faith. The German cardinal has suggested a new area of responsibility for his dicastery to provide the theological structure of a pontificate. In one of the numerous interviews he has given over the past few weeks focusing on the next synod, Cardinal Gerhard Ludwig Mueller, prefect of the Congregation for the Doctrine of the Faith, spoke about a new task for his dicastery. It is a task that has never been mentioned in the documents outlining the precise competencies of the former Holy Office. In an interview with the Catholic french newspaper the cardinal stated quote the arrival of a theologian like benedict the 16th in the chair of saint peter was no doubt an exception but john the 23rd was not a professional theologian pope francis is also more pastoral and our mission at the congregation for the doctrine of the faith is to provide the theological structure of a pontificate unquote So according to Mueller's statement, the former holy office must theologically structure Pope Francis's pontificate. And this is probably the reason why the prefect gives public statements on such a frequent basis, like never before. This is a significant piece of news, bearing in mind what is stated in Article 48 of Pastor Bonus the Apostolic Constitution on the Roman Curia promulgated by John Paul II in 1988, in which he wrote, The proper duty of the Congregation for the Doctrine of the Faith is to promote and safeguard the doctrine on faith and morals in the whole Catholic Church. The Pope, by the will of Christ himself, as Francis recalled at the end of the 2014 Synod, is the supreme pastor and teacher of all the faithful. Until a few decades ago, the last to do so was Paul VI, it was the Pope himself who personally presided over the congregation for the doctrine of the faith, precisely because of this task, which by virtue of the Petrine primacy only he has the power to exercise, a primacy which belongs to the Bishop of Rome, which involves presiding in charity and resolving theological questions where needed. Cardinal Mueller's words, which introduced the new task of providing the theological structure of a pontificate, a task that had not been formalized until now, when practically unnoticed. while on the one hand, his words open up new doctrinal scenarios in relation to church tradition, on the other, they seem to suggest that, according to Mueller, the current pontificate and Saint John the-thirds lacks sufficient theological structure.
3: Very dangerous. Just like the fourth branch of government in the United States of America is very dangerous. It's Mambru. People who are accountable to no one to not let somebody lead. Have you ever noticed in the church that the church is renewed by usually one person? St. Francis was told, go rebuild my church. He didn't go to a committee. He didn't go through and say, okay, all the dioceses, I want to have a renew the renewal thing that came up several years ago. Renew. What did it do? What did it renew? How come we're in the state we're in and we digress from that point? We were bad back then. Now we're getting even worse. You will not renew the church through committees. You will not renew the government through some kind of plan or some kind of office. As individuals. We, didn't, we couldn't have brought this nation to a birth in the United States without the father of the nation. What does a father of the nation do? He gives birth to something. We call him the father because he's the father of the United States of America. We had to have George Washington, a singular person, to gather around his authority that God ordained gave to him, so much so that when the Indians shot him, they went, the bullet hole went through his hat where his head was, came out the other side, didn't go through him, and his jacket the same way. He wrote his mother and told that, that I was miraculously saved. The Indians, years later, came to see the man who the the spirit wouldn't let him die. They had great respect for him. They knew this man was of God. Scared him. God does not renew to the college, the collegiate, and that's where the shift is going, on everything. European Union, the fourth branch of government, U.S. Bishops Conference. It's a mob rule. The devil can do everything and stop everything through that, debate everything. The greatest idea comes from individuals, Thomas Edison, George Washington Carver. These are individuals who were able to enact what they were told by God. And then we got a theological structure. It's going to come from the congregation of doctrine of faith. When the Pope used to be over it himself, our lady's here because we got some bad things coming in the church. Very dangerous things. I think it was Paul, Paul but he said, we don't need any more teachers of theology. We need people who are witnesses to the Christian faith teaching. That's how you teach. The whole principle of Relay's messages is don't go take a theological course. Don't go out there and study theological terminology and, and apologetics. You go and witness to the world love and obedience to the commandments. That's the whole basis of her plan. What is her plan? It's God's plan. What is God's plan? She tells us, June twenty fifth, 2007, God desires the conversion of the entire world. We don't need, and it's very dangerous, to have over the Pope a department that's going to say, we're offering you the theological structure necessary because you're just a pastor. Because then it's the papacy and submission to that. Well, I can't say this, I can't do that. That's what's wrong with the diocese about the scandal with the, with the priest. They won't do anything now without consulting with the lawyers. Lawyers are running the diocese. Everything they do, they go there. That, are to account canon lawyer, not what the inspiration is to the bishop. We need a whole lot more bishops, a whole lot more priests, a whole lot more lay people, a whole lot more citizens of the United States of America making decisions on what God's showing them to do and act on it. Now, what the Supreme Court says in June about abomination of false marriages. What we know is right and not cowardly. He who conquers shall have the heritage, and I will be his God, and he shall be my son. You want to be the son of God? You want to be the brother of Jesus? You're going to be the son of Mary? You're going to be in the family of God? Then don't be a coward. Even when it comes to standing up that the warnings that I don't buy into this theological structure they want to bring into the church. It is deadly. Perhaps that's why. No, minus out the word perhaps. That's why Our Lady says, you are my strength, my apostles. And she ended the message that you were left by my son, the shepherds. They're the strength of the church. Two parallel groups, two separate groups. We need them for the sacraments. But the great evangelization is not to have anybody capping it, no collegiate group of people, whether they be bishops, they be the government. we to do what Louis de Montfort longed for fly on civil wings, go where. No one else would go. Go on a moment's notice. Sleep amongst the clerics without care. Because if they want to be for you, beautiful. They want to be against you, that's just too bad. We're answering to Mary. She says, you listen to me. This is the theology we need to go by. Simplicity, love, obedience, leading to unity. Our Lady's building an apostolic group just like Jesus built an apostolic group 2,000 years ago. These are dangerous words to say. This might get you in trouble, but I'm not a coward. It's in the message. It says it, and I stand with that. You literally are apostle just like Peter, except you're Mary's. And it's not in contradiction of the bishops and the shepherds. It's in union with them. And if they're not in union with that, that's their problem. I'm in union with, they have jurisdiction over me, over the Mass, over the Eucharist, the ordinations and the parts of the church that teaches what we are, are not allowed to do. The evangelization, we are free spirits. We are the ones called out to conquer the world, not cowardly, and we'll be called the sons of God, the sons of Levi. This is who we are. You better wake up to realize all these things are in a com- incredible conflict, and there'll be clashes maybe with the bishops, there'll be clashes with the government, there'll be clashes with, the, with this fourth branch of bureaucrats, nations, but where to go unimpeded, unhindered, walking with the lady, because she's bringing the triumph, it don't matter if we lose our life over it, it don't matter if we're imprisoned over it, we are the victors. We know the end of the story, and we need to march on this way. You need to wake up. There's nothing else you're doing. I don't care if you're on abortion fighting it. I don't care if you got the ministries this year doing that. You need to wake up. Those things are not the primary plan. Why do you want to stay on a secondary plan, third-degree third, third degree plan, or fifth or tenth-degree plan that produces per hour of your effort? Nothing compared to working with our lady, walking with her, and implementing her plan that produces the most conversion per hour and per dollar your donation or whatever you spend the money's on that you yourself do that will change the world. There's nothing to this. Why would a Franciscan want to sit there and try to convert the Inca Indians 500 years ago which they were very, meeting very little success. They couldn't change their mentalities. Instead of bringing that same individual there had a little school an hour away from Tepeyac and Guadalupe they bring them there and instant there's conversion. You bring them to Medjugorje, you even tell them at a grocery store line, you introduce them this way and they go to conversion. I was just at a friend's house. He's telling me a story. He's came to know Medjugorje deeper through the mission. He's living in an area where his neighbors are surgeons and people like that, or attorneys. Several houses down, uh, an older gentleman who's an atheist. He was a surgeon. He didn't believe in his God. His wife and herself was not going to church. She's a former Catholic. So this non-believer, this atheist, runs across while they're walking one morning, I think there was a story, and they begin to talk about uh, where he'd been. He'd been to Medjugorje, our friend. Tells him about it. He was a little bit intrigued, but he knew he was an atheist. A while later, this past Christmas, New Year's Eve, he finds a card at his door. And I don't know whether they rang the doorbell and left, went back to his house, several houses down. What happened? But he says in there, I believe in God. I believe in Mary. I need to know more about Medjugorje. He was just on the streets. Just a simple encounter. But there's power of grace to there. Where can you do well, you can convert people more easily than Medjugorje. What's your power? It's living the commandments, honoring God, walking the light, be an apostle. If you do those things, your words that you hear come out of yourself doesn't sound like anything, but added to grace in the other person that you don't feel that they feel and what their turmoil and what they sleep at night and they can't sleep and they're restless, how God works on them. I was just sitting on a plane. I was watching people coming on, And I realized I'm just sitting there watching people coming on. I said to myself, give that person a special blessing. I said, Mary, mark this person. For whatever is in their heart, I'm marking this person. I give them your special blessing. The next, the next, the next, the next. Probably everybody on the plane. After the first few pass by. I said, Mary, I know this marks these people. I don't know where somebody on the street going to meet them, just like my friend just talked about uh, his neighbor. And then he opens the words, and then that, that person has been marked by a special blessing on the plane that I gave him that that person is open to that. Our lady said through this special blessing, she wants to create a chain, one link at a time around the whole world, from person to person. So we're prepping that soil. We plowed it. We didn't plant the seed. Somebody else planted the seed. And I mean, that's what I was telling her. I was saying, that, okay, I understand this. Is the way I see this. I'm giving this to you. I plowed this ground. You find somebody's going to drop a seed. It could be a newscast. It could be something they read. It could be something back of the church, something that happens or somebody just mentioned in a grocery store line, there is power that we see over and over and over in our mission. We come back every day to the mission. The second of the month of April is a writing. It's online. We're about to mail it in a special mailing. And it tells the story of this. We come back with war stories. We come back with fish that we caught when we didn't go fishing because the grace of a net that Our Lady has given to us captures people. And we know it's not us, but we can't be us if we're not living the commandments and following and loving. And, and that gives the power of something penetrating these people. It just doesn't make any logic when somebody's going to sell us a machine we talked about on air recently, comes here to sell us a machine, leaves here, calls within an hour and a half crying. And now he's gone and bought rosaries, and he's doing this, and he feels like he's supposed to help us on this thing. I tell you, the power of what you can do when you want to do good, why are you staying with the same framework? Why are you staying and sit there and fighting abortion the way you've been fighting it for the last 40 years, and it's not working? You say, well, I saved one baby. Well, okay, save one baby. You want to do that? Do like the Franciscan did 500 years ago, when to try to convince this guy for a year and save one baby? Or are we going to be 500 Incas to the Telma, instant conversion, and changing that? You want to start a proportion? You start following Our Lady. You start acting on it, and that's where you put your attention. That's where you put your energies. That's where you put your all. Not second rated. Don't be in everything else. That stuff is, is going away because it's going away because Our Lady's going to annihilate it with our splendor of holiness, like the sword and the third secret of Fatima, the angel was holding, shot fire to the earth, and through her splendor, it defected it. You want to be with that, or you want to be with your own organization and what you're trying to fight things. Not that it's bad. I'm not saying that. It's just, what do you want? When you want good gas mileage with a car, what do you go to? If you want to go the furthest of the gallon of gas for the least money, then you get your economy car. Mary is economy. The economy of salvation with her is so lean, so mean, so quick. It annihilates the devil over and over and over. And we can give you testimonies with our life that we didn't even do anything. I got in a taxi cab the other day on this trip. Within 30 seconds, I mean 30 seconds, I found out this guy's from Afghanistan. He's a Muslim, and he's a practicing Muslim. He goes to a mosque. That's how quick I I hit him. I unpeeled that real quick. The guy was very cold, too, probably 23, 24 years old. Two other community members are in the back. I was wondering what they're thinking. Usually, I can open up. This guy wouldn't open up. He, I started thinking maybe he's one of those that, that going to the mosque. that He's going to live a glorious death. He's going to to. He's not buying this. He he was friendly when we got in. He drew gold as I was talking. Well, Christians, we have this in common. Mohammed had uh, written about the Virgin Mary and, and the Quran, and we've got this in common. And I was trying to find common ground. The guy wouldn't respond. He'd just say, yes, no. Stared death straight ahead. One of the community members with me said he looked in the mirror and he could see this guy not, not even dare looking at me. And you know what I did? I didn't let up. I broke the conversation to the airport for 30, 45 minutes or whatever it was. What's the name of that bridge over there? Then I'd come back. And I thought, this guy's really got it in him. On the perfect day, maybe he's going to kill Christians. And I felt it. I felt it in him that this guy's not going to crack. Usually they crack. So I start saying, Mary, okay, I'm giving him a special blessing. I'm going to pray for him. I'm going to ask you to mark him somewhere in the future that when his thinking, that you change his mentality, to open him up to you. Never mention Jesus, just her, because I know this is the ground. we We can find something. If I can get him to her, curious enough to her, then she can take it from there. I'm commanded to do this. I sat in the front seat with him. So I saw him, and, 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 and yeah, I profiled him. You got to do that. I figured he, he was uh, of that persuasion of his faith. So we go on to the airport. Nothing happens, no headway. So I give him the special blessing, and he gave me the ticket for the fare, and I told Mary, okay, I'm going to give him a $20 tip. I don't have the money to do that. But I'm going to give it to him to open him up. Maybe that would do that. I'm going to say two things to him when I give this to him. And I gave him the $20 tip. And I said, In the future, it's important to have compassion and love in your heart. And I said that, and what I know he might be hearing and thinking of the glory. And so I only said, Love and compassion in your hearts for the future. Keep that. Gave him a $20 bill. He, He was surprised I gave him that. And he cracked. He didn't say, Allah, Allah, bless you. This practicing Muslim who's going regularly to the mosque, who's hanging around people like that, which was which is good if it's bringing morals for where he is at the point, he turns around and says to me, he says, God bless you. And then when he said that, I said that back, and then I says, look up Mary, Google that, look up medj.com, look at this about the Virgin Mary, look about Egypt where she appeared, where Christians and Muslims, everybody was, was moved and devoted to her, and we left. And I saw his face, his countenance. Everything changed. I didn't do that. This guy was hard. God did it. Do you want to do the same thing? You're called to this apostleship. This is a live thing. And I've seen so many megachurch people doing so many different things. It really, it really nauseates me. I don't ever say you don't do that because it's up to them. Their choice. But they, they're deaf. Like I already said, you've grown deaf to my call. That's the people. That's Medjugorje people. That deafness doesn't mean you've rejected her. You're just following what you want to do. What's consoling to you? Staying in the constellations of all the accolades and everything you get from it. No, go toward Medjugorje. It doesn't give consolation in the beginning. It's not easy to do that. I'm sitting on the plane. I've started a conversation with the stewardess who's sitting right in front of me in the exit thing. I got Medjugorje in twice. I talk to her without being offensive or without beating her over the head with it. Just talking about just life. It's easy. God will give you the words. Don't practice what you're going to say. The scripture says before you go for the Sanhedrin, don't prepare what you say. I'll put the, the words on your tongue. And I see this over and over and over. The two accomplice, accomplices with me and the community can tell you that everywhere I went I, I do this. It's natural. It's easy. It's not difficult. If you live the messages, you know what I'm saying? Say, if you fail the messages, if you live the messages, you're going to fail them. Just so don't think, oh, you're so righteous and you don't. I, I'm a sinner. I have to confess. But one thing I recognize is the power of grace is offered to Our Lady right now at this moment in, in the history of the world, unlike anything since Christ's birth. Frank?
5: Yeah, and I think that also... As Our Lady calls us in the second of the month, message to this evangelization. She calls us to unity in the Eucharist, the one body, and that we're to be united in these times. Because when you talk about these organizations getting this power that sidesteps the constitution and and rights, it's devastating to the economy. Businessmen can't uh, grow; they they can't. They're stagnated in in committees, and they'll May times go bankrupt or just get tired of trying to develop, and, you know, they have to move on. And so, you know, we have economists split now on whether we're going to have interest rates go up in June or interest rates go up in September, and we have to have interest rates go up. It's absolutely necessary for the economy. And then we have economists saying there's no possible way we can kick up interest rates that will absolutely collapse the economy. Another wave of quantitative easing is absolutely necessary. but. No one that understands monetary history will argue that there's no solution. You can only postpone an inevitable collapse. Throughout history we've had these trials of fiat money and you know, this isn't the first period of market manipulation. It's this Babylonian system that the, that Revelations warns us about that we're to come out of her. So I see in these things this call to unity and this call to be one body. And this call for Our Lady's Apostles that she's found something beautiful in you and chosen you to unite. And she's formed us through trials and suffering and calls us to unity. She says that individually we can do nothing, but altogether united with my
2: Son, you can heal the world. And one of the things that you saw, Frank, in your own life is you were helping people to get out of the economic system that they were in and cash and getting towards silver. And then you became connected to Medjugorje and in of course of being connected to Medjugorje you saw through a friend of Medjugorje's inspiration to connect what you did to Medjugorje which is why you distribute the miraculous metal Medjugorje around and so for what you were doing helping people what was on a physical level you're now doing on a spiritual level and the physical level producing more from what you could produce had you just done it with just helping people exchange their cash into silver and so we're at the end of our broadcast time but if you want to give people your contact information so they can be in touch with you to help not only exchange their cash into silver to help secure their means of exchange, but also to do something that is that's going to bring about conversion in the future. Can you give your contact information?
5: Yeah, sure. I'd just like to tell a friend of Medjugorje next time I see you, remind me to give you some miraculous medals, because the miraculous medal Medjugorje round is a good way to uh, give a tip that has this powerful sacramental. And uh, Good idea. <laughs> but uh and it's something that people love and it's beautiful and you can reach us toll free 877-936-7686 and our email is globalsilverinvestors at yahoo.com
3: Send the medals. We use them in taxis and on the streets and everywhere we go. And so we need to realize that if you want to be brave he who conquers shall have the heritage and I will be his God and he shall be my son. If you want that position follow the mother. We wish Our Lady, we love you, goodbye.
2: This ends the Medjinomics show with a friend of Megagoria. To listen or download free, go to Meg.com spelled M-E-J dot com. Go to the left-hand menu, Radio Wave, and click on Past Shows. You can also order this show on CD by contacting Caritas in the U.S. at 205-672-2000. Again, 205-672-2000. Thank you for listening.